We're all about turning a crappy situation into something wow. positive. A quarter million dollars of credit card I debt. I still remember the day when no one turned up. Throw it in the garbage and start from scratch. I could give myself a chance, so I started something. I mean, I think that counts as from poop to gold. <laughs> our sponsor for this episode is our 14-day video script challenge. Yes, we are sponsoring our own show. Yes, we are. <laughs> Welcome back everyone to From Poop to Gold. I'm Daniel Harmon, Chief Creative Officer at Harmon Brothers and your host. My guests today are Bianca Kennedy as well as Felix Kraus. Yeah. Did I get that right? Okay, okay. yes. Yeah. Both, from, both from Germany yes. here at the Sundance Film Festival um, representing uh, their company. And I'm just going to let you say it so I don't... <laughs> but, but if you can tell our audience what, the, what yes. you're here for. Uh -huh. Our piece is called Animalia Zoom, and it's a VR experience that you can watch in an Oculus Go headset. And it is a 360 video, nine minutes long, with interactive scenes. Yeah, about uh, the future of human food consumption in form of insects. So uh, it's like a yeah, dystopic or utopic vision you decide. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's very cool. So it uh, has, has a lot to do, like you said, with the future of where proteins might be coming from which there's a lot of hypothesis that that will be, you know, in insect form. Largely from what I know and from what I learned some years ago was um, it's, it's a lot less water to grow that amount of protein as compared to livestock yeah. or cows or, or pigs or whatever it might be. Um, and then also um, there's some questions around, you know, the intelligence of insects or if they feel pain the same way. And, um, does, what, what does your film get into? What all does it explore in those ways? Yeah, it, exactly. This is the question. When we, as humans, say that um, a whale is more important than a bug because we have this feeling, but it's just a feeling. It, we don't know anything about the bug intelligence, and maybe we have just another set of feelings or emotions or that we don't have, so we can't grasp it, and we ha don't even have a name for it. So yeah. yeah. That's one question we ask in this piece. Yeah, we, we assume that a whale has more intelligence than a bug because it, a, a whale behaves in more of a way that we relate to. Yes, right? and we can scale it a little better. Uh -huh. and we, yeah, we don't know that much about insects because there are so many of it. Uh -huh. They have a grand variety. So. Mm. And we as humans tend to value a whale more because it's closer intelligence-wise to us humans and because we are like up there. <laughs> and it's cute, in, in our opinion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah whales can be cute. Who are we yeah. to judge? So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I mean, using virtual reality, it's really nice um, to put the audience in the head of the cricket, for example. Um, when the piece begins, you are looking through the eyes of an insect being swallowed by a human being. Oh, okay. Um, you have antennae attached to your head. You have um, bug jaws that are like uh -huh. pinching around. So um, you really feel this insect body extension. Mm -hmm. And But then in the middle part, it switches again and you become the human aggressor again. And then you are kind of conflicted because at the first you were rooting for the bugs and then you have to milk them essentially for their protein, for their also um, antibiotic uh, medicine stuff that they also produce. So yeah, it's kind of, it raises questions without judging. Okay. Yeah. So we you, hope. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's more, so it's more of an exploration of the questions around it yes. than it is like, we yeah, should no. be thinking this way yeah, or anything totally. like that. Yeah, okay. totally. Uh, there are no answers in okay. this piece. Just okay. 
yeah, from the eyes of the bugs that are protesting and saying, why, why won't you eat whales? It's so 30 human beings could eat one whale and would live a whole life. So why not just kill it one day? It dies anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good questions there. So what was the inspiration behind this? Like where, where did this idea come from to, to approach this piece this way? Yeah, we, we are both artists uh, working separately, but when we join forces, then it's all about the uh, future of evolution. So we did three pieces about the intelligence of nature because, for example, tomato plants uh, grow better if they hear classic music and not rock music. So these were things that really, yeah. really fascinated us. Yeah, those, I've heard these studies. Yeah, so yeah, um, yeah we like reading studies uh, when we are uh, doing a new project on- Tomatoes uh, like Beethoven more than Bon Jovi. Yes. Okay, <laughs> makes sense to me. I don't know. I, if really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if Bon Jovi is sad about this. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> we'll never know. Um, yeah. So this is the now bugs that wear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it kind of evolved. So, like our first projects, we were thinking about what might happen if evolution is not stopping, which it isn't because it's a process. Right. And um, like thinking about the future in a few thousand years, there. We propose that there might uh, eventually um, develop some hybrid beings, uh, half human, half plant, half animal, or third, third, third. <laughs> and um, there we started to, yeah, to do a film about this uh, weird yeah, ecological vision. And from there, we kind of continue to um, yeah, create this, at first a trilogy, but now with the VR fourth installment, it's like a, yeah, Cosmos <laughs> dealing with those topics and the first virtual experience, uh, virtual reality experience that we did together. Because if you want to raise empathy in a person, VR is just the best vehicle to do this. Yeah. Because you can look through the eyes of yeah, the insect. Yeah, empathy is always about looking through the eyes of the person or being in their shoes, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a very good vehicle for that. That's a makes me wonder what other this just this basic concept of putting yourself because a lot of a lot of what vr has been used for i think is Porn. is is more well yeah there's that <laughs> um but um a lot of it has been used for like just thrill seeking of some kind right of, of going and experiencing something that um you wouldn't go and travel to and experience otherwise yeah but this idea of using vr as a tool for experiencing the empathy yeah. of someone else that's that's a pretty cool idea yes. you know that's very that's yeah. very neat. I mean, it's for, to us, it's like the first tool where you can really put, I mean, the world of dreams and everything that goes on in, in your head. And that's uh -huh. not in reality, but rooted in your head. You can create a world, a second world, where you yeah put your audience inside your head and inside your visions. And that wasn't uh, possible before in yeah. that way. So to us uh, artists, especially, it's an amazing tool. Yeah. This had to have been a challenging project. You said this was your, was this your first VR project? Oh, separately, we did VR projects, but together, together is your yeah, first. which was a real challenge because yeah. uh, working together and bringing those ideas we had together is always uh, conflicting. We are also a couple, and so everything oh, okay. uh, tends and to together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. tends yeah. to go around. Everything kind of every year just insects. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this podcast is called From Poop to Gold. And so it's about finding those stories where you've gone from a really crappy, bad situation and turned it into something positive. 
And usually that happens with an artistic project of this kind, always. right? <laughs> always where, where you reach a point where um, in the book, um, and I always have to remind myself of this, in the, in the book, Still Like an Artist. Mm -hmm. um, Love that book. They, Love they, and Cleon. They talk about um, the dark night of the soul or this moment when things get really bad. And it's, it's the same thing as any story in a film or something yeah. like that, right? When things get really bad before they get better. One hour, five minutes. It's always the point in a 90 minute long movie where yeah. everything goes. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> right. One hour and five minutes. I've never timed it down to that, but now I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's awesome, very formulaic. Um, what was that point in this, in, um, oh, and just so I don't mispronounce it, um, Amelia Sum? Animalia. An Animalia Sum? Yeah. Okay. Um, what was that? Well, I cried a few times <laughs> because we, we, I mean, we challenged us quite a bit because we are only the two of us and, yep. and the project, if you, if you see it, it's, it's quite complex. It has a lot of um, techniques, uh, artistic techniques and styles collaged into this VR piece. Yeah. Uh, we can elaborate on, on how we did it uh, later on. But um, doing those things and I mean, we haven't done them before. So yeah. we had to learn and we had also this one big deadline uh, for Barcelona exhibition. <laughs> and uh, so we knew we had to get be finished by then and learn everything until then and um, develop uh, those tools and techniques and um, there you realize you're well yeah that's the poop moment <laughs> right yeah there, where you just think it's not possible to do yeah, it. i think you had really many poop moments <laughs> for me there were the one big moment. you're the steady one uh, <laughs> yeah we, you have to balance it out uh, yeah. yeah you yeah. can't be both down because then nothing works <laughs> right. work doesn't mean that right. i'm never down but uh, for me the this moment was uh, we wanted we began in October when we were traveling to Brazil and I had on my to-do list that we will write the uh, voiceover um, by our impersonator from by uh, from David Attenborough. Okay. He he narrates you through this uh, piece, okay. and uh, we wanted to have this uh, narration by October when we started that we then can do all the graphics and all the miniatures. And uh, we had it in end of March because it was so, so hard to decide for what we were going to. So uh, this was like three months just talking about everything and nothing. And that, uh, was, that was hard. Kind of running in circles yes. a little bit and not really yeah. making real progress. Yeah, not really with deciding. It's a hard process. On, on the creative vision yes, of what so you wanted what to do. Yes, so what were we going down? Too. Yeah, because it was so new. I mean, yep. before we started, there's all sorts of ways you could go, yeah. right? I Rather mean, than being like, "This is it." Yeah, totally. We started out uh, have, having uh, the vision of doing uh, the first proper uh, VR stop motion film, like complete stop motion, where you like take single pictures and rearrange it to a yeah, like like um, Tim Burton, for example, like uh -huh. this, uh, animation. Yeah. But turns out that's quite uh, yeah <laughs> difficult. <laughs> difficult to do because um, the cameras are like 3D cameras are oh, not yeah. um, adapted for or fit for um, to scale models. Like you have yeah. to usually when you do a, like a miniature and you want to get really close for the animation, you go really close and you yeah. take a lens and put it there and you just go close. But with a 3D camera. You have like a stereoscopic distance, so they are like human eyes, and then they see like a human, and you can't like just scale something. And yeah. 
and the mag magic is totally destroyed. So yeah. there's one stop motion scene still in it where we worked around that. It's a 180 degree set, which works better than a 360. Kay. But yeah, we had to lose this idea that it will be a stop motion piece. There's just, yeah. We did something else, which is great now, but at the moment you don't know what you will have in the end. <laughs> okay, yeah. so you didn't end up with a full 360? Yeah, yeah, you, you did. did. You no, did. No, we did. Started but started together. Yeah. We okay. had like this stop motion yeah. in front of you, and like, yeah, the rest was like a um, um, watercolor painting. Okay. So you still got the whole atmosphere and the whole uh, 360 sphere around you, but um, yeah, stitched together. So gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, it sounds like an extremely challenging pro project. So full disclosure, I've had I have eaten bugs. I've tried, <laughs> I've, I've tried crickets and I've tried like um, grubs or something like mm -hmm. that. And so I guess I'd say I'm open to this idea that proteins can come from insects. I know a lot of other countries already that is part of their regular totally. everyday meal. Yeah. And if it's if it's a way to have things be more sustainable and responsible, like. Guess we just got to learn to cook better with bugs, <laughs> but but um, so I think it's really interesting uh, the questions you guys are, are raising with this piece. But um, awesome. Well, for for someone that is wanting to get into not just film but like VR, mm. someone that wants to get into real virtual reality, what would you tell them? What what do you wish you would have known like years ago th that you know now? I can start. Yes, start. I, I have to think about that one. Well, uh, to us, it was really interesting. Both of us, we don't really like fully computer-generated graphics. Like, okay. if, if everything is done solely on the computer, it's kind of alienating sometimes. If, if done right, OK, it's a different story. But if you don't, don't know what you're doing, then it's too glossy, too clean, too whatever. Yeah. And like the human touch is missing. Yeah. Uh, and so the it's chaos. a little lifeless. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we really challenged ourselves to, we, we thought, how much can we do with our hands in our studio, where we are working on clay models, on watercolors, on acrylic paintings. And how can we bring those assets to a VR piece? And we learned <laughs> that it's possible to do nearly like 80% of every thing that you see in the final piece by hand. Mm. And only in the final steps, you uh, it's a progress called photogrammetry. You take a lot of photos, prop just simple photos of one, like a sculpture, and the computer will uh, um, yeah, calculate an, a 3D asset from those photos. And in the end, you have like your little figurine, your miniature in the computer, and then you can work with it um, to build the story and to have the animations that we also recorded ourselves with our body movements. Yeah. Just as a little <laughs> side note, we had like a motion capture suit and um, played our bugs, yeah. <laughs> so danced around. And so um, to uh, know that that's possible and that is uh, maybe a good way to start because some young oh, artists who haven't uh, done a lot of VR they might think, ah, I can't program, I can't do CGI, so I can't do VR. But if you can sculpt, if you can paint, there's a way to bring that into the 3D space as well. Yeah. Wow, very cool. I would not have guessed that. Yeah. Did you have anything to add? Um, if you do a stereoscopic movie, uh, even if it's, a, if it's just a, a 16 by 9 uh, frame, then usually you uh, do it 
slower. So that's the reason many uh, movies you watch in 3D with the glasses. For audience, stereoscopic means? Uh, 3D, okay. uh, but okay. not CGI. Okay. So in German it's the same, I don't know if okay. it's in English. No, and that's fine, I just wanted them to yeah. know. Stereo vision. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So uh, that's the reason many, many uh, movies you see in a uh, cinema with uh, 3D glasses don't work because they were not really made for the, these glasses. Because right. if you really shoot one like Pina, for example, which is fantastic, um, you, you uh, film this slower. You, need, you have another time frame. And I think for VR, that's true too. Because you have a 360 degree around you and you need to, you go in there and you need to just see everything to get where you are. So uh, you have to think slower when you do the piece. Mm, and gotcha. give the audience time to, to, to absorb. Yeah. yeah, to take it in. Yeah. Very good. Awesome. Well, it's been really nice to have you you on. I'm so congratulations on making it into Sundance. Thank you. It's yeah. awesome. It's, it sounds like you've also you said been to Toronto, um, Barcelona. Mm -hmm. What were some of the other cities that you've been in? And well, Germany mostly. Germany. Yep. Uh, it was Munich. Is that where you said? You were yeah, in? Munich, Cologne, Berlin. Oh, very and cool. All over Germany. Leipzig in two months. Oh wow! And a museum. Yeah. Very cool. Always nice. <laughs> well, that's that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. Um, where should um, where should our viewers go to find you online? Um, where should they look you up? We do both have websites. Yeah, well, uh, in my case, it's uh, www.swancollective.com. Swan, like the animal, and collective. Okay. <laughs> dot com. And it's just my name, BiancaKennedy.com. Okay, very cool. Thank you. And thank you for joining us. Um, make sure to check out harmanbrothers.com if you want to see some of the campaigns that we do as well. And we'll see you on the next one. We all kind of reach that point where we know we've created something awesome and we want to share it with the world, right? Mm -hmm. And it's that very next step that can oftentimes be really intimidating or really scary or you just don't know where to go next, right? And the beautiful thing about this 14-day script challenge is you get your hand held from, okay, you have this cool product, now let's go research and find the exact way to present it and message it to the world in a way that resonates and gets people excited and they're ready to swipe their credit card and purchase. And in the 14-day script challenge, you get the opportunity to go through that step-by-step -step with our writers who have done it dozens and dozens of times. Yeah, you actually watch us go through each of the steps ourselves and create it with a real client, a real product, and um, it's a real campaign that's out there that's been very successful. That's right. And the feedback that we've had on this thing has just been phenomenal. I mean, we get comment after comment and emails flowing in from people all over the world who have just uh, raved about the impact that this has had on their business. People tell us over and people tell us over and over again it is just a huge value punch for the investment for this 14-day script challenge and and really gave them the tool set they needed to walk through it and make it happen. And we've had um, we've had dozens of students who have successfully taken the challenge, written their script, launched their ad campaigns, and driven success for their business. It's pretty amazing. For more information, go to hbros.co slash script. That's hbros.co slash script.